Hey everyone, welcome to the Front Porch. I'm Brian Beaudry. I want to tell you about the ARA and what we're doing at the ARA show coming up. Uh, first of all, there's no happy hour this year. We will have our annual training after the show. It'll be on that Thursday. If you want to sign up, you can go to pointerfrontal.com slash ARA. And there are still a few spots remaining. You can visit us at our booth, booth 2063. We'll have lots of people there to answer questions about sales, uh, about the software, about really anything. We'll be giving away a lot of cool swag. Uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. We'll also be having a lot of show specials. Uh, I forget exactly what they are. I should have prepared a little better, but there's definitely deals on uh, when you migrate your data over to Point of Rental. There's deals when you get Point of Rental 1 added to your uh, list of features. Uh, that's our mobile app. It has a lot of cool new functionality that you will find pretty awesome including the ability to do some of your work offline. So when you're in a rural area and you don't have access to the internet, you're still able to work, which is pretty important for a lot of people that do deliveries. And then of course, the the final deal that we're going to be having through the ARA show is we're basically doing an ARA show special for our international conference registration as well. So if you register before the end of the ARA show, you will get tickets for $399. The longer you wait to sign up for the international conference, the more it's going to cost. So please register early, save yourself some money. Uh, you, we even have a room block available so you can book a room and you can have everything all set up. It's going to be October 1st through 4th this year. So hopefully there's some room in your schedule to come to the international conference and, and get a lot of education. This month I talked to Jack Baker. He's one of our strategic SDRs here in the United States, but he's actually worked uh, all around the world, really, even from his own office within the United States. So he has an interesting perspective on working here at Point of Rental, even though he hasn't had like a wealth of life experience, being that he was born in the year 2000. He definitely has a lot to say and is was pretty interesting to talk to. So hope you enjoy. Uh, we'll see you in Orlando if you're going to be there. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. I'd like to welcome today's guest, one of our strategic SDRs here in the United States, uh, Jack Baker. Jack, welcome to the Front Porch. Thanks, Brian. Good morning. All right. We're going to start with the basics. So that's who are you, where are you from, and do you have a particular routine or lucky item of clothing you wear when you're on a discovery call? So uh, my name is Jack Baker from the Dallas area, grew up here all my life, and I don't have any type of lucky routine going into a discovery call other than, you know, just bringing myself, which I guess is lucky enough, so. Mm. Perhaps we can come up with a a lucky talisman of some type for you. I know we have a, a stuffed possum over in the marketing <laughs> area. Perhaps you would like to, to borrow that for discovery calls. Yeah, you know, I could I could use the the stuffed possum for, for each discovery call. I feel like the the numbers would go up for sure. <laughs> All right, good. Okay, uh, we're gonna next get into your job history and, and the present a little bit. So, what what did you want to be when you were a kid? Whenever you remember having an answer to when someone asked you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> uh, so, I always wanted to be like an NFL player. Um, didn't really have a particular position at the time. Okay. So yeah, that's that's that was always like my go-to answer whenever I was a kid. So you're you're watching, I assume, the Cowboys as a kid. Yes, and unfortunately. What was there anyone? <laughs> yeah, one of the things is you're a lot younger than I am. So I grew up 
and you know, in the '90s, they're really, really good, and you would want to, you would love to be a, a Cowboys fan at at that point. But you're in the in the early 2000s. Yes, uh, I haven't seen us go to an NFC title game yet, and I think I've seen us win either three or four playoff games since I've I've been alive. So yeah, it's a uh, it's more than some teams. It's not it's not the worst, but at least know. we're we're not the Browns. <laughs> That's true. So really, really no position. You did you have any particular players that you're like, that's my guy? Yeah. So Miles Austin, number okay. nineteen. I was wide receiver at the time, so I always just brought his number with me. I can see you being a wide receiver. I don't think that you would make sense as an offensive lineman or, or no. anything like that. <laughs> Although they they did play me as like a, a D lineman on certain plays. Okay. So they they lined me up right on the center. And right when they snapped the ball, I just dove on the on the center's feet, and it would trip him up and make the quarterback fall or cause a fumble or something like that. Um, a huge Texas Longhorns fan too, but okay. uh, despite that, they knew I was a Longhorns fan at the time, so they called it the Boomer Sooner. <laughs> so. Wow. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna say I think the the defensive line and the wide receiver skills they kind of match up with one another because. <laughs> Like if if you're a wide receiver, you're trying to beat the the press coverage of the the DB, and if you're a defensive line, you're trying to beat the the arm yeah arms I, of the other guy. I guess a lot of handwork. Yeah, yeah. You, you could say that. <laughs> Except when you're diving at the ball. Yeah, <laughs> not not so much that way, but <laughs> yeah, that and um, played cornerback. So Terrence Newman at the time is yeah someone I looked up to. Okay, so how close did you get to uh, being a professional football player? When when did when did you realize, uh, you know, this is probably not where it's going to work out for me? Yeah, middle school. Uh, everyone grew and I didn't. So okay. it kind of switched going um, to, like, the, the football field to, to the skate park. Okay. One of, one of the people that uh, – one of the podcasts I listen to has a recurring feature of, like, a time when you realize football wasn't for you is, like, when you came up against a future NFL player <laughs> and you just got destroyed. Did you ever have that moment or no? Uh, I don't know if any of them are NFL bound or if they're in the NFL already. Yeah. But there was this one particular team that we played um, last year of kind of like elementary school going into middle school. Yeah. They were always the best team. They won the championship every time and uh, got rocked pretty hard in one of those games. So I feel like that might have <laughs> been the moment. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's one of those uh, fun things about football is you get those moments where it's like, nope, done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a little bit more contact than I was anticipating. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, the skate park later. So I'm I'm gonna skip over that for now. Um, yeah. So again, you were born after I graduated high school. So I'm assuming you don't have a super extensive work history prior to arriving here. But what were you doing before you got to Pointe Reno? Yeah. So uh, I'll kind of take it back to like when I was in high school. Like first job I got was Wendy's. I also um, worked at Wendy's. Okay. There cool. you go. Only lasted about three months. <laughs> I also lasted less than three months, I think. Um, got my feet wet and, and working and everything, which is great. Uh, then realized I wasn't making a ton of money, so went to serving. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a few years. And when I finished high school, after that, I knew, like, okay, I could go to college or I could try to find a professional route. So did a lot of research, figured out sales is kind of where I wanted to go if I didn't want to go to college. And um, ended up at a commercial collection agency, worked there for about a year and a half and, um, yeah, worked at Point Rental now. So 
Commercial collection agency doesn't sound like you're you're doing sales, so it sounds like you're doing the opposite of sales <laughs> and and taking stuff away. Yeah, so I, I I see where you're getting the perception, but so how it would work is I would sell to the companies that our company would go collect their money. Oh, okay. For them for for percentage, so that's basically where the sales part comes comes okay. into play. Okay, darn. Then I guess you don't have like cool like repo stories of like <laughs> people pulling guns on you and stuff. No, no. All right, I was well, never Guido. I'm a little disappointed there. Um, but okay, so obviously you, you do a lot of server server work, and you're, how does that help you get into sales? Uh, well, I'd say talking to – so while, while you're serving, in order to you know capitalize on the most money you can make, you need to be able to talk to people and build relationships that way. Uh, and I figured out I actually really enjoyed doing that. And so basically when I was researching kind of what I wanted to do next – uh, a lot of the top skills in sales was relationship building, you know, talking to people, um, you know, and just, you know, connecting with people that, and, and I was already doing that pretty well where I was. So as a server, um, that's, yeah, that's why I geared towards sales and some of the things that helped me out. Cool. So how did you find Point of Rental or did Point of Rental find you? So <clears throat> I found Point of Rental and it was, it was about the time where I, I realized, hey, this collection stuff is a little, <laughs> a little intense. So I knew I, I really wanted to continue sales, but I, I wanted to be more in like the tech industry. So um, went on LinkedIn and just spam applied a whole bunch of different places. And yeah, this is uh, this is one that stood out to me. So I was gonna say the shotgun approach, you know, shotgun hit things. <laughs> it works. <laughs> All right, so what are some of the things that you've done since working here? I know you've had weird schedules and been assigned to work with people in different countries, and you've you've kind of had a little journey since you've been here. So what did you start off here doing, and what are some of those things that you've you've done? Yeah, so I started off just, you know, being a normal sales development representative, which, you know, is just uh, cold calling to United States, Canada, North America. And eventually they they came up to me with an idea of like, hey, how about you call UK and Australia? made the work schedule pretty weird. So uh, UK is, what, six hours ahead of us, seven, six? Yeah, six and sometimes five. But. So Okay, so with them being ahead of us, I'd start at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning and then work till like, 11. Mm-hmm. And then I'd take, like, a, what was it, three or four-hour-long break, get back at 3, and then finish the day at 7. When you're doing that schedule, are you like, okay, I need to start looking for other jobs, or are you, like... <laughs> Are you still good with it? Are you looking like long term and saying like, okay, this this will be good for my development? Because I feel like if I had split four hour shifts, yeah, after after a little while, I'd be like, all right. It was definitely interesting. Um, eventually, I, I started liking it because I, I get this like nice little nap or time where I could go run, go get some groceries or run some errands, stuff like that throughout the middle of the day, where things aren't actually closed that you yeah. couldn't do on a typical workday, but. Yeah, it was long days. It you, you, really draining. I feel like is um, the the biggest thing about it. But never thought about not wanting to do it when I was doing it. It was an opportunity that was presented to me, and uh, something I actually really enjoyed and, and, and learned a lot. So, so what was what was different or fun about um, being able to interact with like UK? How how is interacting with UK and Australia people different than like when you're calling United States and Canadians? Yeah. Um, so for the most part, it's the same. It's just words are swapped here and there, and yeah. you know that can kind of confuse you at first if you're you're not used to hearing it. Um, but another thing is 
always hearing, you know, calling Australia and always always ending a call with hearing cheers. Um, it just it sounds a lot better. So yeah, is that something you do now? Even no, with, even within the U.S., <laughs> you just throw in the cheers. No, I think uh, I think that wouldn't work as well. Mm-hmm. I did actually pick it up a lot in Australia, though. I caught myself saying it like back to him, almost like saying bye. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I've heard you say cheers before. I also like uh, I also like Australia saying good day. Because then you don't have yep. to remember, like, if it's morning or afternoon or any of that. It's like, hey, good day covers it. Just a good day. Yeah. Okay, which which accent is hardest for you to understand when you're when you're talking to oh, uh, man. these regions? Oh, that's a tough one. They're both equally as difficult to understand. Uh, but I feel like I called Australia longer than I called UK. Mm-hmm. So I would say the UK British accent is a little bit more difficult. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of different. British accents. Is there a particular like region? I know um, our Scottish colleagues will say that they often have the most trouble um, communicating with the, their colleagues because people often don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I mean, it's just different. It just depends on the person you're talking to and how, how big of an accent they have. Yeah. And if they decide to make it a little easier on you because they realize that, you know, you're calling with an accent. So yeah, yeah, it just it just really depends, but it can also be really difficult in Australia too because they just have a a whole bunch of words that mean something over there, but completely different over here. So, oh yeah, uh, our Australian colleague over in in marketing, she she like threw an arvo in into a conversation like it's a <laughs> normal word. It's like apparently it's uh, short for afternoon. It's like. Why? You said Arvo, like A R V O, and it's like <laughs> see, like stuff like that will just randomly pop up, and you you have to like think about it. But sometimes you just scan through it, and then yeah, it's like normally normally it makes sense. You. Yeah, but that one was the one where it's like, what? The, <laughs> that's not even close. Hold on, let me stop you there. What, what does that even mean? Arvo is afternoon, and it's like yeah. Um, so did you ever start speaking in a fake accent after having a bunch of these calls <laughs> in a row? Like, did you ever just kind of catch yourself picking up on it, like? You mentioned you said cheers. Did you also get an accent? So I tried, um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm awful with accents. So I just, yeah, no, I, I left that to I was going to say, wait, did you try else. this with on a call with a prospect? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. good. <laughs> no, that would be funny, though. See how fast they could spot me out? <laughs> yeah, see, see, see if they get offended by it or if they're like, I appreciate the effort. Uh, that was awful. <laughs> the funny thing is I, I did have like an Australian number. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know a UK number when I was calling. Oh yeah, the Ring Central thing. So yeah, you can you can switch it. So if I was calling from an Australian number using a fake accent, I wonder how long it would it would take them to say something. I should have tried. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe a future goal. Maybe or in the future. Maybe one of those things where it's like, you know what? I just want to do this just just one time. Go back to my roots and <laughs> and do this. I didn't. I realized I didn't fully answer the question. So after calling both UK and Australia, um, we got some more UK reps and. Figured out we I didn't really need to be calling uh, UK anymore, so switched from just US to Australia, and, and I actually did that for um, you know pretty decently long time, and then uh, from there, a few months ago we decided, hey, look, we're we're gonna put a lot of effort into the strategic mid market segment, um, and and that's when they moved me and and Joey to strategic, and um, you know added Charlie later on, and that's what I've been been doing ever since. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was, I was about to get into that. Good good segue. Um, so what is the difference between being an SDR and a strategic SDR? Um, is there a difference in how you approach things? The title. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a major difference in the way that um, – so 
with strategic SDR, you're calling companies um, that, well, let's just keep it simple, have like six plus locations. Um, so when you're calling these larger companies, it's a lot more strategic, no play on words intended, but uh, so you, you have to go about it in a complete, completely different way, understand that it, it takes a lot longer for these to go through mm-hmm. um, or, you know, even be interested in taking a meeting. So building the relationship is even more important. It's always important, but uh, with these longer deals. So uh, that, and then also you're with, uh, you know, being a normal SDR, you're getting wins constantly throughout the week with strategic, you know, two wins a month is the same thing as uh, let's just say like 15 wins as as a normal SDR. So having the mindset of knowing that, Hey, you're only going to get a few wins this month compared to how it used to be um, is one that I kind of struggle with for a little bit. Yeah. I'm pretty impatient and and impulsive. So (laughs) yeah, I was going to say, how do you, how did you start dealing with that or get over that? Cause I can imagine, obviously if you're, if you're used to experiencing like that little buzz of joy at least mm-hmm. once every two days to go in like it's every two weeks now it's like hmm, i feel like i'm doing worse yeah that that that's the whole thing you feel like you're doing worse than you are when realistically you're not so you have to break it down into you know little things keep track of for for instance for me i was keeping track of how many people answered the phone and stayed on the phone with me for like more than two minutes right i'm like okay well that was a win you know this yeah. guy stayed on the phone with me i did all that i could you know and uh, so finding small wins uh, with not just the sale being the, the only uh, goal. So setting uh, smaller step goals and stuff like that. So it feels the same way for me now because I'm like, oh, yeah, I won because I did this um, compared to, you know, just solely focusing on um, getting the deal closed or whatever. So, Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you're not uh, feeling like you're failing. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You, see, you seem to be being successful. People seem to say good things about you, at least uh, when you're around anyway. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully when I'm not around too. But, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to say that I'm, I'm trying to do as much as I can. So um, working hard, you you always get noticed for, for doing that. True. Okay, before we get into your non-professional life, I want to play a game with you, Jack or Whack. Uh, I know we're, we're kind of getting dangerous with the names of these a little bit. But uh, if you agree with the statement or it's true, say Jack. If you disagree with it or if it's not true, say whack. And then I'll need a reason for, for whatever you say. Okay. So first first question is Jack or whack? Uh, cats make better pets than dogs. I know you're probably not going to believe this answer, but I'm going to say whack here. Okay. I do. So I do have two cats, and I love them. They're a lot more easy to take care of than dogs. However, um, when I'm not, you know, only 22 years old and have a little bit more responsibility, I'm absolutely going to love getting a dog as well. So I, I kind of put them evenly. Okay. That's what I was going to say. So I'm not going to have to go and tell your cats, like, Jack doesn't really like you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, one of them's already enough trouble as it is. So okay. you can, you can, if you can avoid doing that. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, if, oh, Jack or Whack, if you could find out how you were going to die, you'd want to know. This is not a threat, by the way. It's just a question. I hope not, Brian. Um, whack. I, I definitely do not want to know how I'm going to die because then I'd just be stressing out about it the whole entire time. What if <laughs> you no found out way. like it was like years and years and years into the future? I mean, that'd be cool, right? But you're taking the risk just knowing because it could be tomorrow, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, so tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die a very embarrassing death and you just have to go do it. So That's true. I didn't think about the embarrassing potential embarrassing nature. I was like, if it's tomorrow, then you know, you're like, 
Well, I can, I can probably leave for the rest of the day. I don't really need to worry about it. <laughs> there, I guess so there's pros and cons of both sides, but yeah. I also really enjoy surprises, so I guess that's probably <laughs> the biggest surprise of life. <laughs> this is the worst surprise party ever. <laughs> All right, uh, Jack or Whack? Cheating at a board game is okay as long as no one notices. That's completely whack. Yeah, no, that's that's not okay. Okay, big good. big pet peeve. All right, you're you're the guy that calls calls anyone out that's trying to pull some. You have to s- sneaky moves. All right. Yeah, it's it's all about integrity, Brian. Good, I agree. Uh, Jack or whack? If you go to a casino, you have to stop by the roulette table. This is a hard one. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say whack. I feel okay. like that's not the one that you have to stop at. Okay, what's what's your place that you have to stop at? I feel like if you're at a casino and you're not drawn to the the flashy lights of a slot machine and you at least play and you don't at least play one game, then you're psycho and there, there's something <laughs> wrong with you not being able to to be fooled and into a money pit. <laughs> you just you just got to at least have have one spin and then yeah, right? Yeah. Like I feel like feel like you have to there. Okay. What what's the uh, the table game of your choice then? I guess, or do you have a do you have a table game? Or are you just a slot machine guy? So I enjoy blackjack, um, but the first time I ever went on an actual blackjack table, uh, the dealer got blackjack literally five hands in a row. Yeah, <laughs> it that... was it was in Vegas actually for for the ARA show. Um, finally turned twenty one. Yeah. So yeah, we went to Vegas a few months after I was twenty one and went straight to blackjack. The first thing I played. Yep. And they were, it was a $25 minimum. Oof. Yeah. So, five, yeah, I think it was five games in a row, and a few of those I, like, doubled up or split the deck. So it was pretty fast $200 gone. Yeah, I, th- I think the first time I played at a table, it was also blackjack. It was also in Vegas, but it was only, like, $5 a hand. But, yeah, every every hand I got was a 15 or a 16 Oh gosh! And every time I made a decision, it was the wrong decision. And the one time that I did have, I drew like a five, so I got like a twenty. The dealer had twenty-one, and I was out oh, within like man. within five minutes. And I was like, "Well, that was a real waste." Yeah, I, I ended up switching. Um, instead of going to like a table table game, I'll go to the the virtual one where it has all the table games on there, but the minimum is like a dollar. So yeah, you lose a lot. You you lose like. Fifty dollars at most, and you don't, you don't have that dealer that you're just like, hmm. yeah. What, what's going on <laughs> with that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if this guy's playing fair. Okay, uh, Jack or Whack? Since since again, you were born in the year two thousand, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. Um, Jack or Whack? You've made or received a mixtape or mix CD? Were were those still around? Whack. I, I never made or received one. But I have been in the car when I was really young when my mom either received or made, I don't, had a, a yeah. Yeah, mix CD and used to play all the time. So, yeah, I'd say whack. I've never done it myself. Okay. Yeah, I feel bad for this generation. because I've Yeah, they I've rarely that. used the CD, um, I guess, the, the CD thing in your car at yeah. all. Like, it's just always been like aux cord or something on the on your iPhone now. That's fair. Why do you go to the ARA show? Most people we talk to say it's fun, educational, and they're able to see cool things that they can use over the next year. Are you talking about Point of Rentals pre-ARA show reception? 
Actually, I was asking the audience what they liked about going to the ARA show. Oh, because Point of Rentals ARA show reception has plenty of fun, swag, and cool stuff. And if you already use Point of Rental, then the annual training after the show is an entire day of showing you cool things you can use in your software. I guess it would be easy to do both. And visit Booth 2063 at the ARA show in Orlando. So now we'll get into your interesting character slash non-work questions. All right, so I hear that you you mentioned the skate park earlier. And when I was talking to Scott earlier, he was mentioning that you were quite the uh, scooter rider once upon a time. Uh, Is this something you still do? (laughs) No, it's not something I still do. But yeah, I used to used to be the the scooter rider, I guess you'd call it. There is no good name for it. That's that's what one of the things I wanted to discuss with you is like, why why can't scooters have a cool name like BMXer (laughs) or skater or whatever? Or did you just like say that you're a skater, but really you're a scooter rider? Yeah, so for the most part, like, I would just say, yeah, you know, I'm a skater because it, you know, going to the skate park. Yeah, it's like, and I'm then, at the skate park. I'm on a board with wheels. It just has a stick out, out of the top. It just sounds better. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't say I'm a scooterer. No, you can't. No, I guess you could say, um, gee, I don't even know. Yeah. A scooter rider, I think, is the, the best thing you can say, and that does not sound good. Okay, so... I, as a non-expert on scooter riding, I I used to watch the X Games as a kid a little bit, but I don't recall seeing scooters in those days. What 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 are some scooter tricks that you would do? You'll be surprised. So I was not anywhere nearly as good as some of these people that you know. You, you do a simple Google search on YouTube, and you'll see how crazy these people are. But um, I I did do a backflip a few times. Um, I also did a whole bunch of things where the scooter is flying around like you're. I I can't just say the trick. You're not going to know what it is, but <laughs> I mean, pretend someone listening to this will know what it is. So, yeah, just a, a whole bunch of spins with with the scooter, whether that's the the bars or the bottom of it, okay. um, or in both directions. It's yeah. Is, is this where you're kicking the the scooter out from underneath you and and catching it when it comes back, or exactly? Okay. Yeah, that or the handlebars, you'd, you'd move those or spin those around or do a whole bunch of fancy things with them. Yeah, as someone who's now, like, about 40, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine doing anything like that. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, if I miss, oh, it's going to hurt real, real bad. It definitely does. Do you think that maybe your your scooter riding experience helps your, your sales experience? Because you're like, I mean, scooter riding and, and really anything at the skate park, you got to be willing to wipe out and willing to go through a lot of like, this is going to hurt, but I'm going to do it anyway. But yeah, very true. I, that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, other than that, it's just a kind of a, a, an obnoxious area to be in all the time. Uh, but yeah, you you fall a lot. So you're, you're getting hurt a lot. You know you're, you have a possibility of getting hurt. There's a risk to it. Um, you know, I tore my ACL, my MCL, and fractured my, like, bone underneath the pinky. My tooth went through my lip, so. Um, <laughs> it's not very, where it's supposed to be. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I had to, like, literally rip my bottom lip off of my tooth um, one time. And, yeah, a whole bunch of surgeries and stuff. And it's expensive. So, I guess I'm saying all, the, all that to say, like, you know this is a possibility, but it, the, the reward is so great of doing something that you, you've been trying to do for so long practicing on and, and all that. So um, subconsciously, yeah, I think I probably took some some of those, you know, fails and success stories to work life. Cool. 
Okay, now what's a misconception people might have about a being being a scooter rider? Maybe let's have a misconception from like the skater's point of view where they get to be the cool ones. <laughs> And yeah. then a misconception from the the non-skater point of view where it's like, that looks kind of scary. So I wouldn't say necessarily misconception, but a lot of people that were riding scooters when I used to go, uh, I don't know how it is now, it's been a long time, but uh, they were all young, very, very young. A lot of them were kids because a scooter was like one of the easiest things to go to a skate park in. Yeah. Um, actually, funny enough, that's how I started. Do you have a question about how I started in the Tell me how you started, man. It's, it's not well, in there, okay. but go for it. So uh, whenever I quit football and, and basketball, but all, all the other stuff I was playing. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just whenever I quit football, I was like, I still uh-huh. need to get hit a lot. <laughs> how but, can I take as much <laughs> in, impact as yeah. I can? Uh, no, but no, yeah. So I quit sports in elementary school and, you know, still very active. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided to take like our, our bikes that we had to the skate park, me and a couple of my friends. Went there, saw it was a lot harder than, than we thought. Um, you know, went there a few different times. And while we were there, you know, you meet people and some of them were, were riding scooters. We ended up like, hey, you can ride my bike. I'll ride your scooter. We enjoyed riding the scooters more. So that's that's kind of how we how we got into it. Okay. So did the other people like like the bikes or did they also like the scooters? And then it's like now everyone has to have scooters. No, they, yeah, those, those people um, – we're scootering for a while. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that's what you'd call it, scootering. Yeah, but then the, sco- you, then you're a scooter-er, and that just – it's, hard to, it's er. hard to remember how many times to say the er at the end. Yeah. <laughs> skater. We'll just call them skaters. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I also heard that you have a YouTube of um, your scootering, <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to need that to include in the show notes. Unfortunately, I do. I made, a, I made an edit when I was like, Thing like 12 or something like that so I, I can send it over to you awesome thank you uh so you excited for the area show it's coming up in a couple of weeks here we're recording like a couple of days before this is going to come out i actually am really excited to go to uh the ara show and this is your second one right i know you went to vegas yes okay yes and the vegas one was crazy to me i, I felt like it was pretty busy yeah. And everyone here is saying, like, oh, dude, it was so slow. I can't believe we didn't have enough people. And I was like, what do you guys mean slow? So I'm excited to see what, what that looks like. And then also another year of experience down. I know more about uh, the company, um, spoken to more people. So excited to see those people. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, always knowing a little bit more going into something, you feel a little bit more prepared. So Yeah, it'll be a lot nicer when you have – some expectations of like, okay, I know this, how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. I know how this is going to work. I, f- I feel a lot more comfortable talking to people. Yeah. The one thing I guess I'm not too looking forward to is uh, there's going to be a lot of travel for me lately or coming up. Oh, really? What, where else are you going? So tomorrow I actually leave to Colorado. We're going to go skiing for a little with family. Okay. Don't hurt yourself. I'm going to try. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> I still need that thrill of possibly getting <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so going to be out there for a week, come back, work for a week, leave to the ARA show, and then come back. And then I think there's, like, a small trip I have planned to go to Houston pretty soon. So Okay. Yeah, a lot of traveling. I don't know if it counts if it's travel for, for fun, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just call it traveling. Okay. So do you have any new special responsibilities as a strategic SDR at the show this year? Um, so we're trying a, a few different things. 
um, not wow at the show necessarily. <laughs> I think my strategy personally um, is just to speak to more of those people in, in or you know companies in the larger segment. So I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. I know a lot more of their names. Yeah. Um. So just look at you know what shirt they're wearing and. What I was gonna say, are, are you still generally hanging out with me at the the front of the booth, greeting people and, and I think so and getting names in? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, there might be a few things that they that they do on the fly. It's uh, we're we're still trying to come up with everything, but yeah, cool. that and then we're also targeting the you know events that we go to after we're put together this list of you know where we think those companies might go because um, it's listed out by like uh, for instance ARA the Florida mixer they got going on. Mm-hmm. So companies near Florida or in the area, then they're probably going to go to the Florida mixer. So we're probably. putting them in that segment and figuring out, hey, I'm talking to more of these people in the the Florida segment. I'll go to the Florida one. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're assigning a bunch of people. I I know that some of the SDRs are going with me to the to the YP thing, but since yeah, this, this might be my last YP thing because soon I won't be Y anymore. Oh no, <laughs> oh no. I think you need to tell me a little bit more about that. Need some replacement. Young people, so yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll recruit you if you're not already in ARA young professionals. Then I'll I'll help you get signed up. There we go. I'm in. All right. Uh, have you been to Orlando before? Like, obviously not for ARA, but have you been there just in general? I have not been to Orlando. Um, I've been to Tampa, but I was 14 years old. It was in 2014. Okay. So yeah, All not right. a, so not a new Orlando. place for you. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, what should people ask you about when they come to the booth to let you know they listen to this podcast? Ooh, I, I want to have question. some way of testing to see if people are listening out there. Okay. Ask me what a tail whip is. Okay. It's a scooter trick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell them what the answer is right now. Well, they, yeah, but I can explain it, I guess, a little bit more. Mm. Oh, ask – well – I was gonna say, well, bring a scooter and ask ask him <laughs> to have, sh- <laughs> have him show you have you show them uh, what it looks like. Whip. Yeah, I'll probably fall. I don't know. I, I could. I don't know. It would be interesting. <laughs> we'll, we'll just have you at the front of our booth uh, on, on a scooter, <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly trying to tail whip and falling down over and over. I mean, great marketing, right? I was it's gonna like say get a should, lot of attention. Yeah, that should get people over to the booth. Very true. Maybe we'll have to try this. Maybe medical people <laughs> going yeah. over to the booth. Um, okay, Super Bowl is coming up too. Uh, we are recording this before the conference championship games, so uh, you know you might pick someone who's not even in the Super Bowl. Uh, it's it's not Very that true. you don't know what you're talking about. It's that we're recording this before the games. But uh, who's going to win it all this year? San Francisco. I is think that, they got it. Is that just because they beat Dallas? And like, obviously, <laughs> you have to be the great. You have to be the best team if you oh, beat yeah. Dallas. Oh yeah, I mean, because it was our year, like it is all every year. So the team that beats us typically wins the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, I think they got a really well-rounded team, and uh, it's just an amazing story to bring someone that's the last pick of the draft, uh, have them only play like six games in the year, win all of them, go to the championship, possibly the Super Bowl. It, I don't know. I could just see that happening. Plus, I mean, they're just they just seem to be the the most well-balanced team out there. Um, so. I think it'll be San Francisco versus Cincinnati. San Francisco wins 20, I'm going to go 27 to 24. Ooh, when we're in Florida, then like sports gambling's legal there. So, it is. So, you know, put, put a little, uh, going to put a little on it? 
Yeah, I might, I might throw some on it. All right. I feel confident in that answer. <laughs> Let's wait till the conference championship <laughs> yeah, <right>. are <laughs> Hopefully they're in there. If they well, are, it's gonna if, be... if it's both those teams, then you're like, I definitely know what I'm talking right. about. No, watch. It's going to be Kansas City and Philly. <laughs> and be completely wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, maybe you should record a version that you say. Right. That yeah, you say both. Kansas City and Philly, and then we'll just <laughs> swap out whichever one you say. There we go. I like that idea. Okay, so I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, pretty much everyone outside the Dallas-Fort Worth area loves watching Cowboys fans suffer. So so how did you feel after that playoff loss? Like suffer. Y'all, y'all, got, y'all got your wish, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was, it was was hard, man. You know, I, I, it definitely felt good to beat Tom Brady for the first time this year, so I guess that's what I'm going to hold my hat at, you know, for the entire offseason. But um, it was just tough. It was tough to see because Dak's my favorite player, but it was mm-hmm. tough to see – the reason we lost uh, the game is because of my favorite player and our mm. quarterback. But um, so it was a little heartbreaking. But I mean, it was a great season. You know, not not what we wanted, but only one team gets to win it all. So yeah, exactly. It, everyone, pretty much everyone's going to be sad at the. We got <laughs> to the, the year. We, well, we got to the the top eight. So there you go. Not bad. That sounds uh, a little too balanced uh, a response to it. You can't. I'm still coping. You so, yeah, no, furious, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't destroy your TV or throw throw anything through a TV or anything. No, now that uh, you know, I'm at the stage where it's been a few years of me doing this, but like actually paying things myself and and not having family help me out, I, yeah. it's a little bit um, easier for me not to break things <laughs> out of frustration. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? What's the like most expensive thing that you were breaking out of frustration before this? <laughs> okay, not out of frustration, but I did break uh, our TV, uh, mm. the family's TV in the living room when I was really young. Funny story: I was uh, still playing sports. Okay, I think I was. I, I don't know. It was it was definitely under third grade, and okay. uh, I was watching a, a basketball game in the living room. And, you know, obviously when I was that young, I had a basketball with me while the game was going on. Mm-hmm. And every single time I'd see the basketball go on the TV, I'd throw the ball at the TV. And eventually there was just these blue spots, like, all <laughs> over the TV, right through the basketball. And, yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that one. Yeah, that's Not a, out of frustration, though, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that was. That was out. <laughs> out of not thinking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You're just saying, like, hey, I, I saw the man open on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Look, I've always going to do everything I can to make a, be- uh, a bucket, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what What is something that I don't know about you and maybe even other people here at Point of Rental don't know about you, but that people should know about you? That's a great question. I'm kind of an open book, so it's a little bit difficult to answer this. But if you're an open book, that's – that's people have to know the right question to ask you. To ask me, true. Whereas, you know, maybe people haven't thought to to ask you about it. Yeah, I, you know, the the scooter thing is probably one of those, but, you know, obviously that got to you, so it's probably what I would have used. Mm. See, I, I ruined your answer already. You Couldn't. did. You did. Uh, maybe maybe I, I don't have a college degree. I don't know if you knew that or not. Well, I guess I said that earlier in the show, I was going to say that. That was a little earlier. <laughs> um, so I know that you and I have gone golfing. Um, are, are you getting more and more into it? Is is that something that you feel like you have to do as part of 
being in sales? Because I know that's kind Ooh, of a stereotype yep. is that if you're going to do sales, you got to be a golfer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've definitely been getting more into it um, and, and getting better. I go a lot with Scott, so it's very fun. Yeah, but he's good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't shot under 100 if that gives you any any idea where I'm at. <laughs> that's, that's the way I like to play. You get your get your money's worth on the course. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, more swings. I feel yeah. more worn out, so better workout. <laughs> exactly. Everybody I, wants. I'm doing so much extra walking. I'm going yeah. in the woods. I'm doing <laughs> hiking, and you guys are just walking along the Even fairway. Even swimming, I mean, maybe. You know, yeah. if it goes in the pond, do some swimming, too. Yeah, and... You can recover a lot more golf balls if you go if you go swimming. Very true. Yeah, you got to bring helps uh, helps reduce the price of that round. Yeah, <laughs> which is the toughest part about golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, not not a lot. I, I try to sit here and think about it for a little bit. But uh, I here here's one. I have two cats. One of them's named Coke or um, Lilo. One of them's named Stitch. Mm. So hey, maybe that's that's the reason that your cats aren't too sure about you or or they're in trouble. Is he? You know, forget their name, right? Coco is my mom's cat, all right? There's, there's oh, just okay. too many cats going around. Okay. All right, do you have any questions for me? I like to give everyone one opportunity to ask a question since I ask you a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. When do you fly into Orlando? What day do you fly into Orlando? Oh, this year we're uh, Andrew and I are flying over on the Thursday before the show, we're going to fly into Tampa and we're going to do a case study at uh, Elite Events and Rentals. Oh, nice. And then we're going to drive over that evening because we have to take the truck to the convention center to start to get offloaded so everything can be set up for everyone else. So who's taking the truck to Orlando? <laughs> and who's taking it uh, back? Wayne's parents are taking it over. <laughs> oh they gosh. they wanted to take a trip and, and head down to, I think, I want to say Disney, but I'm not 100% sure. But they definitely want to go down to Orlando. They just don't want to deal with the annoyingness of, you know, that loading day that, that we're going to take mm-hmm. care of because you have to be at the the yard at, like, 6 a.m. or else it, you're going to be backed up for hours waiting to get in. Yeah, I don't think anyone actually truly wants to do that, yeah. so to speak. But um, interesting. So since since we're getting the opportunity to be there, uh, we've volunteered. to, And w- since they've taken the drive over off of our plate, which I do not like driving, we volunteered to go ahead and knock that out for him. I don't blame you. You're going to go to Clearwater? Might be a little too cold. I don't know. What's what's in Clearwater? Clearwater Beach. Mm. Probably not. No? We're, we're, run, we're running through this. Uh, we're going to land. We're going to get all our stuff. We're going to record this thing, and then we're basically driving, to <laughs> driving over and getting to Orlando. Try to get some sleep. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's, uh, the ARA show is a lot more exhausting than you think. Worth it. Yeah, I do feel like a lot of uh, people that don't go to the show are like, oh, that sounds so fun, because I definitely thought yeah. <laughs> it was going to be yeah. so fun. And it's like, just so you know, it's a lot of standing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of standing. Even before that, setting it up. Um, yeah. When I was part of Seto Crew, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll finish this in a few hours. Yeah, it's a day or two. Of, and of and it does feel like you're basically there within a few hours. It's like, you know. Yeah. It's pretty close, and then there's a whole bunch of detail. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we have to get the details right. Very much so. But, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Cool. All right, now it's time for the five important questions. Five important questions. Five important, five questions. important questions. Five important questions. 
What would you say is your greatest success in life so far? I would say probably moving out and getting my own place, um, becoming more independent. Is, yeah. it, is, is that the point where you're like, all right, I feel, I feel like a man. <laughs> that is the point where I feel like a man. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a point where I felt like I'm not having to rely on, on everyone as much in life. Now, obviously, you, you got to fall back on people. But, um, yeah, no, it just felt like I was contributing more. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had a similar, like, moment later on that's, like, a, a stupider, smaller one that, like, after homeownership, but even homeownership wasn't quite to that level, but it was when I got, like, a, a grill in the backyard and I had oh, like, yeah. my first proper, like, burgers, homemade just like on the grill, you know. I'm st I'm still not there yet, Brian, but yeah. uh, we'll we'll get there soon. It's okay. It's a very weird like barbecue specifically. <laughs> I, I needed to gr I need to grill something up. Okay, uh, what is your greatest fear? Uh, there's two of them that are exact same. Okay, I'm glad that you have like a whole like you have like you seem to have a top five list. I do. Okay, Kinda. let's let's st start with your top five list. Okay, your I'll, fifth. I'll try to put one. Okay, I'll what? try to put the two that are tied at the top, one above the other. Okay, what's your fifth greatest fear? My fifth greatest fear? Dying. Okay. That's why you don't want to know about it. Okay. Yeah, that's why I don't want to know about it. Your fourth greatest fear? Fourth greatest fear, I would say, is like, I don't know, falling from somewhere really high. Okay. Without like a parachute or something, because I really like roller coasters, if that makes sense. Okay. And I'm not scared of the height, but like, just the fact of like falling without something, I feel like, yeah, that's out there. Okay, yeah, because you know that leads into your fifth. Yeah. Fifth. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three. Does. Uh, three spiders. I hate spiders. They crawl weird. They look funny. <laughs> don't like them. Okay. Any spider fans uh, listening out there, don't take it personally that you look funny. But yeah, yeah, uh, we'll take it personally too. Okay, now <laughs> you scare me. <laughs> oh, now you're now you're making it. Now now they're gonna revolt against you, and then they're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna find my apartment and just raid it. <laughs> yep. Okay, now now you said you had two tied, but now you have to put one in the the one A section and one in the one yep. B. So what's what's one B? One B, I would say, is snakes. Okay. Is snakes. there a particular type of snake, or is it just all snakes in general? Just all snakes. I see, like, that's, like, one that I actually, like, when, when I see a snake, like, I feel, like, my body cringing up. So yeah. I know that's, like, an actual. That, one of that's them, a like, real, real fear. Yeah, yeah, real, real fear. Phobia. Yeah. <laughs> a snake phobia, whatever it's called. No, but, yeah, just, and then, like, I don't know, they're, they're slimy. Like, why, why are they're they not, slimy? They're not actually slimy. They're, they're scaly if you pick pick them up. Yeah. They don't have actual slime. They don't feel good. They look slimy. <laughs> I right? was going to say, they also kind of move weird, like, like spiders. Do. It's very unsettling i can see that yeah it's just like one of those i don't know i don't like it i don't yeah. like them that's that's i feel pretty reasonable a lot of people are afraid of snakes what's uh that, what is 1a then what's... you're probably not gonna like this answer because it's not like a real thing but fear of <laughs> fear, fear. not being successful i'd okay. say i mean fear of failure, failure is usually what it is but yeah okay yeah, i didn't want to put that one at the very top because i just feel like it's cliche but it's actually truly i think my my biggest fear, so. Yeah, but it's not like a, a fear of failure is in like, you know, you don't get a sale or, or whatever. It's more of a, a existential like fear of failure of not like. Doing well in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's more of a fear of like um, not living up to my potential. Yeah. I guess. Or not doing um, everything I could have done. 
yep. which no one ever can, I guess. So it's, it's just one of those fears I'll probably <laughs> always have to carry with me. But, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, like just, you know, not not being successful in life, I'd say. Yeah. That was, I think that's a good fear to help motivate you. So I think that's a good fear to have. Yeah. All right. Yeah, if you could tell first day at work, Jack, one piece of advice, of advice what would you tell yourself? Stay away from Joey. Definitely to tell myself to, it's, to stay It's going to help you be more successful. Oh, I guess in, in the past, this question said to be more successful. Oh, <laughs> this time I didn't say that. So it's like, okay, I guess you're not okay. being as mean to Joey. <laughs> <laughs> to be more successful, I, w- I would say bring up Sandler training to leadership and start doing that a little bit before. <laughs> I, I like the idea of you not having any idea what Sandler training is at the time. <laughs> you're like bringing it up to him. I don't know why we should do this, but we should. We should, yeah. That's what I would tell myself. Okay. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? <laughs> so, um, this one's pretty funny. Anyway, so it was about like a week or two in, and I'm connecting with a whole bunch of people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this one person that I don't know why his name is um, jumping over me right now. You'll probably know who it is. But someone who used to work at Pointer Rental that works at the Air Asia. Is it Josh Nichols? Is that his Josh name? Nichols, yeah. Yeah, so um, he connected with me, and I saw Rental in the company he worked with. And, you know, me being hungry at the time and, and doing everything I can for a sale, I messaged him trying to pitch him yeah. to come to Pointer Rental. Uh, thankfully, I think he had pity on me and didn't reply, <laughs> which is the one time I don't want a response. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't ever get a response from him. He definitely read it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's probably my, my most embarrassing moment because, you know, a couple months down the road, yeah, I, I figured out who that person was, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Went back, looked at it. Wait, and, have you talked to Josh? I haven't. No, okay. I haven't. Well, he'll be at the area show. I'll, I'll bring him. I'll bring him by to talk to you. Yeah, be like, hey, so you wanted some software, Josh? You never answered my message. I'm just a little bit curious. <laughs> yes, pl- please do that. That would be, that would be delightful. Josh is super nice, so it'll work. Yeah, no, I've heard a lot of you know great things about him, so um, not super embarrassing, but just more embarrassing for the point of like, yeah, yeah. do a little <laughs> more research. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm sorry you've been sentenced to death because you know re- reaching out to Josh and not knowing that you know he's he's not really a, a prospect mm-hmm. is now a capital offense, and and I'm sorry. But what is your last meal, and why? Last meal, man. This this is probably one of the more difficult questions. I know you're ask. you're already afraid of death, and I'm for, I'm already putting you to death here. <laughs> I'm scared of death. <laughs> no, I'm dealing with it. And but it's I the good side take, of death. Like you get a, a pretty nice meal, meal, whatever you want. Yeah, man. go crazy. Very true. Um, the most expensive thing. <laughs> Expensive meal on on the planet is what it, I'd ask for. It doesn't even matter if it's good. Doesn't matter what it, it is. I just yeah. want it to be expensive. And the only reason is because I can go out with a bang. Like, well, you know, my last meal was the most expensive meal on on planet. So, okay. yeah, that's what that's what I do. So it's really just going to be like expensive food, expensive drink, expensive dessert. The you don't most even have like a... expensive. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like it'll be challenging for the person putting it together. It's like. It's expensive, but is it is the, it the most, most expensive? How do I even know? What do I what do I compare these <laughs> yeah, prices to? It's, it's a good strategy for staying alive a little longer. Yeah. Like well, and then also one person could just go make a bowl ramen. <laughs> be like, hey, I'm selling this for thirty trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we have to bankrupt the country to 
But you need pay for my last meal. Yeah. Okay, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Mm. Uh, probably my impulse. Like I'm, I'm a little bit too impulsive, I think, and okay. yeah, make decisions a little bit too quick without fully thinking about it. So, yeah, that's that's what I'd change. I, I'm sure that'll probably temper with age as well. So yeah, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, if you could change one thing at Point of Rental, what would it be? Joey. Just, I'm just kidding. What, what is it about Joey that you would <laughs> No, no. I, I like Joey. I'm I'm just playing around. Um uh more holiday time for us. Okay. You you need more trips to Colorado. Exactly. To, more to trips to Colorado and all around the world because I want to travel the world. That's one thing you didn't know about me. Mm, okay. Are you are you gonna be saying like, hey, you know, you had me calling these UK people and you had me calling these Australian people. I really should go over and yeah. you know meet meet the people that you know I brought along to Pointer Rental. You know, it wouldn't make sense for them not to do that because yeah. it's it's only going to make me better at knowing how to talk to those people. So yeah, all right, they cool. should do it. Well, we'll uh, cut, clip that part of the audio and and send it over to uh, what Andy, Preston, Wayne, everyone. Yeah, just just uh, say all hey, the all just, the executives. Just, you know, make sure yeah. make sure Jack gets properly developed and, and send him on these trips. Yeah, clip that last part, send it to him, and um, yeah, get back to me. Let me let me know what they say. <laughs> All right, we'll do. Uh, what is your spirit spice? I don't I don't even know what that means. So let me let me ask you, what is a spirit spice? So you're familiar with the concept of a spirit animal, yes? Yes. Okay. Well, it's you know a spice instead of an animal. So what what spice encapsulates who you Ooh, are? Okay. A lot of people have a lot of trouble answering this one because not that many people are are excellent cooks or have ever thought about comparing themselves to a spice. Yeah, I think the only two spices I know is salt and pepper. Um, okay. No, I'd say ginger because it's like super strong okay. and different but good. Yeah. Okay, so you're super strong and different Different but good, but good. yes. Okay. <laughs> I like that as a uh, as a tagline on your on your business card or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I, that could be your new that. LinkedIn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just put it as my like the title yeah. on LinkedIn, Super and then in parentheses, strategic SDR. Yeah, there you go. I mean, look, if someone contacts you and it's super strong, <laughs> different but good, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Wait. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me a secret about point of rental. This isn't a question. It's a demand, really. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. Secret about point of rental. No one thinks they have a secret, but every once in a while, someone has a really good no, one. No, I mean, I have to have a secret somewhere. I'm just trying to think. Secret about point of rental. And it doesn't have to be a secret that, like, literally no one knows. It can be a secret that people outside the company don't know, but people inside the company do or people outside of the SDR group don't know but people. so not a lot of people are going to going to get this unless they saw the video at the uh the Christmas thing but uh Darren's name it's it's not Darren so wait what is it I don't fully remember but uh he's a, he's a spy <laughs> oh okay okay interesting i have to take that into account and whenever he's on the show we'll have to ask him about it yeah just uh Whenever Darren's listening to this, just tell him the last like minute of it is not important. <laughs> okay. But yeah, his, his real name is not Darren. You don't want him finding you. He's he's a pretty yeah. intimidating guy. So 
Yeah, I mean, he, he'll he go after me. So as long as he doesn't hear this part, we're, we're fine. But that's the secret. <laughs> so, so when I forward it to the ELT to to get them the the, vac- the trips part, don't send it to Darren. He, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need to find out about this. Yeah, just don't don't tell Darren about that particular part. Okay, cool. Uh, what's something, whether relating to our software or not, or your job or not really, that you could teach a three- to five-minute class about? Ooh, I would uh, I would say, I guess scootering because <laughs> no one knows about it. But one to you, I'd say more along the lines of like uh, anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys. I'd really enjoy doing that. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the follow-up is what's something you'd be excited to teach a three- to five-minute class about? The Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, the first first answer to that one would have been like scootering, and then second answering would be, um, yeah, the, the Dallas Cowboys. So Dallas Cowboys, like full history or a particular era or – I would say more like live, like what's going on with them now would okay. be fun. Yeah, that or like teaching, maybe like breaking down a play or, you know, particular plays or reasons we lost one, et cetera. <laughs> more recently lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost didn't catch you saying one there. I was like, wow, interesting that you go straight to <laughs> straight reasons to we lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fresh on the mind. That's yeah. why. Okay, well... Thank you, Jack, for chatting today. And to anyone who made it the full hour with us, thanks for listening out there. Uh, Let us know if you'd like to drop by sometime. We'll keep the porch light burning for you.